Good evening, everybody. All right, why is everybody sitting over here? I feel like we need to lean this way a little bit. Just anyway, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Northview and welcome Laurenburg District and welcome to our missionaries and welcome to our conference officials and our denominational officials. And uh, Brother Terry, it's good to have you. I told him it was good to have him live and not Memorex tonight. We used to get in a video sometime, but uh, it's always good to have him. He's a great, great man of God, brings a great word. And it's good to meet you missionaries that I have met thus far. Y'all pardon our construction. We are in the process of uh, expanding our media ministry capabilities and God is good. And hopefully when you come back, it'll be, well, it will be all finished. <laughs> if you have not had opportunity yet, uh, and if you need to, the middle doors are gonna be closed off during the service. And if you need to go to the little boys room or the little girls room, you can go out the back side doors and just go straight down to your, when you go out the doors, it'll be to your right and the men's rooms, the ladies' rooms right over there, okay? So thank you for being here tonight. God is good all the time. All right, y'all put your hands together. Welcome Brother Jimmy Lambert up to the stage tonight, our assistant bishop. Thank you, Brother Tim. It's good to be in the Lord's house, amen? amen. No place like God's place, amen? amen. Best house in town, amen? Amen. We shared that for nine years over in Lancaster. Uh, best house in town. If it's not the best house, we've got to do some work. Looks like you got some kind of construction going on over here. Uh, getting some uh, presentation for pageantry or something like that. But uh, good to be in the Lord's house. Good to see each one. Uh, good to be in the Laurenburg district. We're looking forward to uh, getting back in the saddle as far as our rallies are concerned. Uh, we were in this uh, position uh, I guess, what, 14 years ago, 17 years ago, and then uh, Miss Tammy messed me up, so we had to move to Oklahoma, but uh, we're out there five years, and during that time when we went out there, Brother Dean Morgan and Sister Annette uh, came into this office, and they did a super job. Uh, amen. Give them a big hand. In fact, they messed me up. They set the, they set the, the bar up high. Uh, they broke all the records last year with uh, 548,000. 548, and um, so uh, you guys are gonna have to help us to get back on top of that. But uh, they've done a great job and uh, we appreciate them for the, for the years of service that they've put in and, and how the Lord has blessed during their ministry and honored their ministry. And we appreciate them being here tonight. Also glad to have Brother Terry Trammell, uh, as Brother Tim's mentioned, and he's going to be sharing some things. We got some missionaries with us tonight, David and Cecilia uh, Hodges. Give them a big hand. <laughs> Brother Edgar and Rosanna uh, Banaga, give them a big hand. And Frank and Mandy Moore, give them a big hand. Amen. They'll be sharing some things with us, but we want to go to the Lord in prayer and uh, uh, invite the Lord's presence into the house, invite the Lord's presence into this service, and let's worship the Lord and have a good time tonight. Amen. 
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you today for your love, your mercy, your grace, and your compassion. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity we have to gather back in your name with your people in your house. We've come to worship you. We've come to praise you. We've come to adore you. We've come to worship you in our giving, Lord. We want to see the, a mission work of God go forward. We want to see souls born into the kingdom all around the world. And, Lord, we know that this is how some of that takes place. So, Lord, we just speak peace and blessing over each one that's gathered here. We pray your blessings over every heart, every life, every family, every business, everyone who's participating, Lord. We just uh, pray that you'd minister grace unto them. And, Lord, as we go into worship, we pray that you'd bless your people, touch your people with this anointed worship and receive our worship tonight. And let everything that's done, let it be done for your glory and for the upbuilding of your kingdom. Let it all be done for Christ's sake, for his name's sake, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, church. Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Amen. Let's worship. Remember those walls that we call sin and shame. They were like prisons that we couldn't escape. But he came and he died and he rose. Those walls are rubble now. Remember those giants we called death and rain. They were like mountains that stood in our way. But he came. And he died, and he rose, those giants are dead now. This is our God, this is who he is, he loves us. This is our God, this is what he does, he saves us. He bore the cross, beat the grave, let heaven and earth That fear that took our breath away Faith so weak that we could barely pray But he heard every word, every whisper Now those altars in the wilderness Tell the story of his faith 
over this house of worship, over this district, Lord, over our conference, Lord. We exalt the name of Jesus over every nation. Jesus, be exalted over all the nations. Over all the nations. Congregation, you're welcome to have a seat. Please continue to worship with us. You may be seated if you would like to. You said, ask and you will receive.
situation is a divine intervention of Almighty God for Christian people to stand up and be Christians or for the Lord Jesus Christ to come back. Amen. We want to pray for the United States of America and for the nations of the world. Let us pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank you tonight that we serve an all-knowing, all-loving, all-sufficient God tonight. Lord, we worship you tonight. Lord, we felt your presence. We come in. We have entered into worship and praise. And now, Father, we enter into your glory where we know that anything is possible when the glory of God falls. And we just ask you now, Lord, uh, that you would bless the nations of the world. Bless those nations where the Pentecostal Holiness Church has missionaries and has a work. We pray, God, that you would bring the anointing of God upon those places tonight. And God, we pray that you would anoint the missionaries. God, give them protection, we pray tonight. Lord, let your spirit fall heavy upon this world tonight, Lord. We're praying now, Father, to the United States of America. Lord, we need a divine intervention of God in our land. Lord, we see that, that the church is being attacked. Christians are, are being attacked. And Lord, we know that you're, you're watching over the situation. And God, you can and will intervene divinely tonight. So Father, we pray for the nations of the world and we pray for the United States of America tonight, Lord where you would just come and make your presence known. Father, we give you honor and praise and glory tonight. In thy holy name we do pray. Amen. Amen.
thank the Lord for what he's doing around the world. We thank the Lord for missionaries that are willing to go and, and share the gospel message, give people an opportunity to receive the Lord. Uh, we've got uh, our scripture references on here on our, on our new uh, uh, poster. You see the goal that was uh, delivered last year or, or met last year, 548, 970, 23. Our new goal this year is 550,000. And I believe we could go beyond that. Amen? Amen. Amen. But uh, we're glad to be here, glad to uh, see Sister Joyce. Uh, we pray for her every morning. Uh, she's had some uh, problems, broke some ribs and things, but we've been praying for her. Good to see Sister Kim. And uh, good to have my lovely wife also, Miss Tammy. Give Miss Tammy a big hand. She's, she's put up with this guy 49 years. Hallelujah. Uh, 50 years, February 28th, so that'll be 50. Keep that in mind. And my birthday is November 8th. Keep that in mind. But uh, also glad to have Sister Liza with us. Uh, she's put all of this together, and we thank the Lord for Miss Liza. We really do. Give Miss Liza a big hand. Amen. But we've got a special presentation, uh, if we can get that pulled up with the, um, uh, just an update of our project, special project from last year. It was uh, 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 dealing with the Ukraine situation, and uh, we want to just give you a little up, uh, update on that. And uh, we have another special project this year with the River of Fire. I keep wanting to call it the River of Life, but it's the River of Fire. And our brother David Hodges will come and share some things in a little in a little while with that. But if we can get that uh, uh, Ukraine uh, update going, give give people an opportunity to see what the Lord has been doing there. Greetings, dear Bob and IPHC family. We continue to take care of those people who suffered from the Russian war in Ukraine, and today. We have another humanitarian convoy. 25 IPHC Barnabas Ministry volunteers are loading food, drinking water, clothing, hygiene products, medicine, and everything necessary to those territories where the hostilities continue. We go to these regions together with the preaching of the gospel with the word of our God. We thank God that we can organize such evangelistic projects today, distributing humanitarian aid, taking care of children, buying them simple ice cream, which is great joy for them today. We organize various activities, prepare popcorn for them, and in this time of war, we bring them little joy, care and love. Thank God for this opportunity to take care of these children today and also be a blessing in small gift of toys. We distribute New Testaments to their parents. We have prepared a lot of delicious food, especially for these people and everything we do today in these liberated territories, we do it in the name of our Lord. Thank you, IPHC, 
for your prayers, for your support. Please accept thanks for all of these kids from their parents. And today we can speak the word of God and distribute drinking water, which is very important for these people. Thank you for your support. May God bless you. Continue to pray and support us until the complete victory that we believe will soon come to Ukraine and together we will glorify our Lord. Amen.
Amen. Hallelujah. That video was 2022. This year, we've gone back. You can check it out on my Facebook page. It's being posted right now. Um, David R. Hodges at uh, David R. Hodges on Facebook. You can check it out, and you can see what happened. One of the cities that we went to this year. This year, we've gone to three different towns, getting ready for 2024. We've seen thousands of people reached already in 2023, just in the preparations. We saw the church engaging with us in all three of the towns. So in 2022, if we were able to reach 100,000 people between media, news, newscasting, interviews, one-on-one, 63,000 people one-on-one reached. And if we saw 9,500 people come to Christ in 2022, we're joining together with the local churches, something that was not possible in preparation with 2022. We've gone back, thanks to the churches here in South Carolina and in Florida, together joining with us from across the world, praying, and we had six countries coming for all three of the different cities. So when all of this, what's happening, we are in preparations for a great harvest in 2024. Harvest is imminent. Harvest is imminent. At some point in time, the church will finish the Great Commission. At some point in time, we will be the prepared bride, ready with all languages, tribes, and tongues having been reached. Some generation is going to see it happen. And I believe we could see it in this generation. We are living in a bold generation. Amen. We are living in a bold generation that what they desire is a true, real purpose. Something that goes beyond the, the religion, something that goes beyond the thoughts or the doctrines, something that they can see, they can taste, they can smell, they can experience. And God said, come and taste and see that I am good. He is palpable. He is, an ex he is more than just an experience, but he is experiential. He wants to be known. And this generation in Peru and in South America is beginning to experience that, not just with rivers of fire, but definitely with rivers of fire. We are seeing a generation saying yes to the call. We've just now begun to join together with the IPH across the world with the Go offering. We thank you for the giving. We were able to receive part of those funding, part of that funding last year, and we were able to open up or begin by purchasing a piece of land in southern Peru that we are praying that will become a South American Missions Institute. That's exciting. You guys are part of that. And it's not just happening in Peru, but again, I'm excited about Peru. That's my home. I've been there for 23 years. I've been excited about this for 23 years, and now we are seeing great harvest. We are seeing a generation engaging with the call to go forward. This year in 2023 to 2024, we are praying to go from 200 young people interdenominationally. We want to have 300 young people and their pastors on a barge like that and take them up the Amazon, up the Ucayali River. We're gonna go five days up the Amazon with them on hammocks and in a couple of tents on the top floor. We're going to experience the jungle and all of its glory and all of its wonder. We're gonna take them and show them who Jesus is and let them be the ministers. 
They get in the pools and they baptize. They get on the stage. They preach the gospel. They go house by house, kiosk by kiosk, market by market. We had one 12-year-old get lost in a market in, um, in 2022. He got to the boat. When, he finally, when they finally found him, he came to the boat, 12 years old, and he said, Pastor David, I got three. I mean, come on. This is a generation that is excited about seeing the reality of who Jesus is through them. Not just to them, but they want to know that he's willing to move through them. And by taking them out and putting them out there in the middle of the Amazon, teaching them who Jesus is, the power of the Holy Spirit through them, and then their co-mission, the mission of God through them, they're saying yes, and they are thrust forward, if not kicked out of the barge, we thrust them out into the cities, and all they do is they simply share Jesus and his love. They pray for the sick, and they see the healings. They see the miracles. 2023, we saw three towns and cities just in preparation in what we called the tip of the spear. We went in, we said, will you join with us to the local church so that we can make sure that we are seeing discipleship happen once we come through and the thousands are reached and thousands come to Christ. Now with the local church joined with us, we believe that we could reach 200,000 with the gospel in two weeks. And we need you to join with us. Church has a special project this year. We're asking South Carolina to be part of what God is going to do, to be part of the harvest of souls, to see eternity be presented, eternal life be presented to a generation out in the middle of the Amazon. And that this generation that we get to disciple into ministry and into missions, that God would give us the ability to capture them for the gospel, not just those that are going to be saved, but we are praying that the Lord will give us a harvest of ministers and missionaries in South America. So be praying with us. Join with our family. You can come by our table. We've got some materials back there so that you can check out Rivers of Fire. Um, you can check our family out and you can be part of the, the support team for our team. Um, we really do work as a family team. The Hodges team is not just David and Ceci. Our boys are part of that ministry, and now the team is growing, so continue to pray with us. And if the Lord would, and you want to join with us and partner with us, we ask you to do that with the special project, yes, and with our family on a monthly basis. So God bless you, and thank you. If, if the ushers would come, we want to receive our special project offering at this time. This is not the go offering. Eliza said this is not the go offering. This is our special project offering for the river of fire. Amen. Father, we just thank you for what you've done so far in this service. We thank you for bringing these churches together, Lord God, for the support of missions. We thank you for the videos that have been shown, for the stories that have been told, for the people that have been reached and touched by you. And we just thank you, Lord God. We ask your blessing upon this offering, upon the remainder of this service, Lord God, and just say to do whatever it is that you so choose to do. We ask it in the power and the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.
Great music, great music. I think we'd all love to have that music in our churches. Amen. You're blessed. You're blessed. Got a special blessing. Got Brother uh, Edgar and Sister Rosanna uh, going to the Philippines. So we want them to come and share some things. Yeah, my name is Edgar and my wife Rosanna. I would like to say thank you to Reverend James and Mrs. Lambert for opening their hands and hearts for us to come to South Carolina. And we are so fascinated to be with our family. We are, by blood, spirit, and soul, Pentecostal Holiness Church. And we are so glad that we are in the midst of our family. And uh, would like to uh, say uh, hello to Dr. Terry Chamil, and good to see you, sir. And uh, Liza, thank you so much for preparing the place for us. We appreciate you so much, brethren. And this is our story. I got saved when I was 18 years old, and we were actually uh, raised under the Pentecostal Holiness Church. The first missionaries who came to the Philippines, in reality, before the First World War, actually war, they were wearing military uniform. If not of those missionaries who came to the Philippines, the Philippines right now is a Muslim country. We are the only country, Christian country in the Philippines. Uh, that's the Philippines in Asia because of the missionaries. The Pentecostal Holiness Church was organized in 1975. Me and my wife were the first Pentecostal Holiness member of our denomination in the Philippines. And we praise God for that. When we were starting the denomination, some people, some pastor around us, they do not call us Pentecostal holiness. They call us Pentecostal loneliness. <laughs> the reason for that is because we were only few, Dr. Tamil and Reverend Lambert, we were only few. But because of the power of the Holy Spirit, our denomination have grown. Now we have 248 churches in the Philippines. Our story is this, brethren. The Lord had spoken to me and have actually uh, shown me in my dream because we were originally from the Philippines. And uh, the Holy Spirit gave me a vision when we were in the Philippines to come to the U.S. And in my dream... In reality, I haven't seen yet our headquarters in Oklahoma. So in my dream, I, I saw a building, a huge building with long table. And that was in the Philippines. And when I arrived in the U.S. and visited our headquarters, lo and behold, the table that I saw, the long table where all the bishops and leaders were meeting, I have seen it in my dream. 
And I believe that the Lord has called us to come to the U.S. And we have planted the first Filipino Pentecostal Holiness Church in California. We are, me and my wife, are church planters. And this 17th of September, another Filipino church will be organized in California. We've been pastoring California for the past 34 years. And we have pastored the church we organized in California. And the Lord has actually prompted us to go back to the Philippines. We prayed for that for two years. And we said to the Lord, Lord, you're calling us back to the Philippines? I thought we will be retiring in the U.S. In reality, Reverend Lambert, we have purchased two plots in a cemetery in San Jose because we intended to retire and maybe rapture, be raptured here in America. But I don't know. We are selling our plot right now. <laughs> And we said to the Lord, Lord, whatever your will, we are yours. We have given our life to you. And the most difficult thing we, will, we are actually doing, brethren, is to leave our church. The comfort of life in America. Thousands and thousands of people are coming, want to come to America. But we're going back to the Philippines, brethren. And we want to help our denomination there again to plant churches. Our goal for the Philippines is to participate in the Arise 2033. And the goal that we, will, we have set in our hearts is to plant 600 churches before 2033. Not only in the Philippines, but also in the Indo-Pacific. We have seen the hands of God working among young people. And I want my wife to share our vision and our objective. And I, I praise God because I, 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 I was talking to my wife and cried to the Lord. And cried before my wife and I said, sweetheart. I am bringing you again to a new season in our life. <laughs> and I cried before her and she said, that's okay. Anywhere you go, I will go with you. And that is my blessing. <laughs> so here is our goal in the Philippines and in the Pacific region. First of all, we are married for how many years now? 42 years. 42 years. We have three children, all boys, by the way. Uh, <laughs> they're all married. They're, they have their own family. We have three grandchildren, boys, and uh, one granddaughter. And um, we thank God for his blessings in our lives, for the opportunity to be used by the Lord. And I believe the... It is a great honor to be chosen by God 
to work in his field. That's why um, Pastor, when asked me to, you know, to go back to the Philippines, I said, as long as it is God's will, I am willing to go with you. So we are going back because most of the pastors there actually, they are our spiritual children. And we will help them to, uh, to mentor them. Mostly that is our job is to mentor our young emerging generations to plant churches, to become leaders, and to become missionary to other Indo-Pacific um, region and other nations. That is our goal in going back to the Philippines. We will be basically mostly doing conferences and uh, and mentoring our uh, young generation and our pastors. So that's the that's the uh, that, that's the vision that God has given in our heart to help to help this uh, young generation. Because whenever since 1996, we we never stopped going back to the Philippines. Since 1996, we've been going to different nations to just have a short mission trips. And, uh, you know, we never know that God has been preparing us also to go back full-time doing the mission in the Philippines. So we thank God because I know that he is coming soon <laughs> because we're supposed to retire. And I... I told my husband, we are retiring, but we are changing the tire. <laughs> we are changing the tire. We're going back to the Philippines, and we covet your prayers and support as we do this, and as we go back in our country and other nations in the Indo-Pacific. God bless you all. And also... We, we would like to uh, share to the emerging generation in our in, in the Philippines and other country the gift of healing and the Lord has given my wife you know the, the gift of uh, praying for those who cannot bear you who, who uh, are barren and she prayed for many many mothers who couldn't uh, you know have babies and after praying, is they became pregnant and we have a lot of testimonies of that and uh, I prayed for a, a lady uh, who was blind and uh, I did I, uh, when I prayed for her the first time I told her can you read that word over there the, the, the writing on the board she said no I prayed for her again the second time, asked her, can you read that letter on that board? And the third time I prayed, and the fourth time I prayed, and the fifth time I prayed, if she, can, uh, if she already received uh, healing and can read the uh, letter on the blackboard. And uh, I was uh, embarrassed because she said, Pastor, the first time you prayed for me, I can see, but when you ask me if I can read, I don't know how to read. And that was the wrong question I have asked. We conducted the seminar, a conference for kids. 
the intention for praying for, for that conference, brethren, is to have seven-year-old to the 12-year-old kids being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that was recently. And it was in the Philippines and my wife was leading the conference and she started to pray for seven to 12 kids. Majority of those kids received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We are praying that you will embrace us to be your missionary, to be one of the missionaries you are supporting. And we thank God for the International Pentecostal Holiness Church. We are missionary sending denomination and we want to reach out to other nations. And our prayer also is to reach out to Fiji. We want to uh, go and start a Pentecostal Holiness Church in Fiji. And uh, I want to share this, brethren, because I believe the Lord has spoken to me by what Mark Butterson writes when uh, he said, we start dying the day we stop dreaming. And ironically, we start living the day we discover a dream worth dying for. And I believe that the gospel and the great commission is worth dying for. And this is what I realized because in my church, we have been, we've been supporting missionaries for the past 20 years. And I came to realize this, brethren, right? the reason why we're supporting those missionaries is not because we want to meet their needs. We're supporting those missionaries because we want to support the Great Commission. And that is the goal why you support missionaries, why we support missionaries, not for their needs, but for the Great Commission. And I want to say thank you again, brethren, for allowing us to come and share our testimony and our vision for the kingdom of God. I want to thank you for the special project offering tonight, $2,229.89. Give yourself a big hand. Amen. One brother Frank and Sister Mandy Moore, if they would, to come. They're going to Nepal. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you? Thank you so much for welcoming us to be here. Um, we just want to say first, Frank and I, we want to honor the missionaries that have gone before us. What amazing stories, what amazing lives that you've lived so far. We are beginning our journey. We're in the very, very beginning. You guys are actually the first people outside of our Georgia conference that we've been able to share with. So thank you. Um, we hope that you will give us grace as we present for the first time. So Frank and I are missionaries to Nepal. We're going to have our slideshow show just playing out a loop so you can see behind us as we share just a little bit of our heart with you. Um, we are the parents of four, 
So we have a 21-year-old who is out in Oklahoma City. We have two 18-year-olds that just started at Emmanuel College this year as freshmen, our boys. And then we have our daughter. She is 16, and she's a junior, and she is definitely our ambitious overachiever. We're so proud of her. Um, We are beginning this itineration journey with you guys, and we are really, really excited about that. Frank and I both live a lot of our lives in the mentorship, discipleship roles. I've been at Emmanuel College, and since 2018. I've worn many, many hats, but one thing that's been consistent is my heart for the women of Emmanuel College, the young women that are trying to figure out what God is calling them to do. And so I've been countless hours of mentorship and discipleship and early breakfast and late lunch and walking in the evenings and, and their stories and their pain and, and saying, hey, yeah, you know, let me tell you about mine. I remember this was what we went through. Frank works at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Um, he has been there for over a decade now and is a counselor to troubled teens. It's a boarding school for troubled teens. The reason that we share this with you is because our heart is to do exactly the same thing in Nepal. Our primary role will be one-on-one. It will be with discipleship and in mentorship and in relationship. Our longing is to come alongside the IPHC national leaders, and you'll see some of the pictures of Ashuk and Sunu are national leaders there, and IPHC Nepal now is going to be led by them, and we as missionaries will come alongside of them to um, to just support and encourage and disciple, as well as churches and pastors. Um, Nepal is a beautiful country. We've heard it said often that people go to Nepal to see the Himalayas. They see want to see the beautiful country, but they actually stay and visit for the beautiful people. We have found that to be true as well. For me personally, my heart, my passion, my calling is to the women and the children of Nepal. Um, I have had the opportunity to go there for many, many years. And every single time I go, there is a woman, a story, a, a child who connects my heart. And I can't wait to go back and see them again. Now, yes, I have done most of the talking. And Frank will tell you why I'm here. <laughs> Uh, hi, I'm Frank. Um, <clears throat> what I'm wanting to, uh, well, we're, we're wanting y'all to partner with us to go to uh, Nepal, and uh, we definitely appreciate y'all's uh, support in getting there. Uh, the ministry that I'm trying to start, the mission that I'm trying to start, is a little, it looks a little different, and uh, it's a little unorthodox. Um, let me tell you a little bit of my journey, and then you'll kind of understand my vision and what it is I plan to do. Uh, almost 20 years ago, uh, in basic training, I was introduced to uh, martial arts, a specific martial art, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, it was the uh, Modern Army Combatants Program uh, at this time. Uh, after leaving basic training, uh, I partnered with another young man who he opened a school in uh, Northeast Georgia. And while in Northeast Georgia, Uh, He trained me, but not only did he train me, he also discipled me, but it was a very unique discipleship. Um, He taught me the moves, he taught me the principles, and I noticed that he always brought those principles uh, back to the Bible. They they were always biblical biblical principles that he brought it back to. Um, I love this. Uh, there's a couple of reasons why I love this, but one of the main reasons uh, why this really, this really kind of resonated with me is because when you're in ministry, uh, to kind of quote uh, Pastor Vodibakum a little bit, when you're in ministry, uh, most of the people that you know, they're also in ministry. And most of the people that you talk to, that you meet on a day-to-day basis, they're in ministry as well. 
Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu provided a great platform where not only Christians came in, but everyone came in. Uh, we all came in, and while we were there, while we, while we were on the mats, we got to see him live his life. It was a God-honoring life. It, I know for me, it made me ask questions. So much so that I wanted to replicate this process. Uh, opened up a school in our home to do the same thing. That's exactly what I want to do in Nepal. Nepal is a closed access country. What that means is you can't just stand on the streets and evangelize. You could be kicked out of the country for this. However, if the people have questions, you can legally answer those questions. Uh, for me, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a platform where young men can come and ask those questions and we can have those biblical answers. That's what I want to uh, get to Nepal also. Uh, as you can see from the slides, I love motorcycles. I love to ride. That's the primary mode of transportation uh, in Nepal. I bring this up because the last two times that we were in Nepal, the first time was Kathmandu. The second time was, first time was Pokhara. The second time was in Kathmandu. The pastors would come from these far remote regions and they would meet us in Kathmandu. They, we, we would do these conferences. And that's good, and I like that, but, I, but there are a lot of people who can't just make that journey to Kathmandu. However, we can go to them. We can hop on the back of a bike, and we can ride out to these people, and we can share the gospel. That's pretty much uh, my vision, or at least my portion of the vision uh, for Nepal. One, create a platform where people can come. They don't have to be Christian. They can come, and if they have questions, we can answer those questions and share the gospel. And two, ride out and take the gospel to those remote regions that are harder to reach. So the reality is, guys, we can't do any of this if we can't communicate with them. If we can't talk to them, we can't go to the remote villages, but then expect them to know English, right? And I can't have a woman tell me her story through a translator, especially a male translator. I don't know that that would be comfortable for her to do. So with that being said, our very first term, we will focus on intense language school, five days a week for two years so that we can learn the language and the culture of Nepal. This will allow us to operate in these remote locations. So if you guys don't, we are close to being empty nesters. We are in our middle 40s and we are in it for the long haul. Our heart, our passion, our desire, unless the Father says or does something differently, is to invest our life in the nation of Nepal. Um, Nepal is a landlocked country. It is landlocked by India. It is known for Mount Everest is in Nepal. The Himalayan mountain range is in Nepal. But it is completely landlocked by the nation of India. Um, and even though it is the birthplace of Buddhism, it is 80% Hindu only 9% Buddhist and less than 2% Christian. Frank alluded to the fact that Nepal is a restricted access country, but it has a very, very strict and very enforced anti-conversion law. And that means we legally are not allowed as Christians to evangelize at all. Legally, we can be Christians and legally we can operate and work within our IPHC churches that are spread throughout Nepal. But to evangelize, that has to be done extremely covertly, 
and led uniquely by the Holy Spirit. The very interesting thing is our pastor, Pastor Chris Maxwell, had us reading the book of Acts a few months ago. And the more that Frank and I read it, we were so intrigued because you know, you get different things that the word is alive. And so, so many other times we focused on the feeling of the Holy Spirit in, in different ways. But this time for us, it was reading Acts and how the Holy Spirit uniquely led a believer to a hungry heart in a private conversation in so many places. And we're like, okay, God, that's what it's going to look like for us. You've made us, you've, you've wired us uniquely, and you've placed us in a country that is restricted access, that is relationship-driven, that has to be quiet, that has to be, right, to have unique ways. And so um, language school for us is going to provide for us the visas that we need in order to live in the country. We would not be able to live there otherwise. And so well, we will be there as students. As resident missionaries, we'll be the link between the churches in Nepal World Missions Ministries, and you guys in the United States. Eventually, we hope to host teams, um, to host interns from our, our colleges. Um, but guys, none of this is going to be possible without partners. And I, I was sitting over there, and I just kept looking at Frank saying, we're so unique, right? We're so unique. And what we heard from you guys was so unique. And, and um, from the Banga, Banga, ah, Banaga, thank you. And Mr. Russell, actually, uh, Russell Board, I was like, tell me about them. He said, we love them. We love them. So it's such a unique ministry, such unique ministries. And we believe that the Father has partners for each one of our ministries, that, that we are not as missionaries in competition with each other, that we are absolutely supporting each other for the Great Commission. And we believe that for you guys, some of our stories are going to hit they're going to be home. They're going to be something you're interested in. And if you're not, we trust the Father, right? We couldn't decide what to share. Five minutes is such a short amount of time. And there's so much more. So if you are interested in knowing more about Frank and I, um, also interested in why he lets me do all the talking, I'm like, babe, believe me, when we're in, in Nepal and he's on that motorcycle and he's taking me where I'm completely lost and he's handling all, that's his strength. And I'm just sitting back quiet, trusting him. So come and find out more about who we are. Let us share our newsletters. We will not be able to put any of our information publicly on social media for obvious reasons. But we have a newsletter sign up. Please sign up. Please give us your information so that we can send that to you. And pastors, if you're interested in letting us come visit sometime over the next 18 to 24 months, which is the usual period, uh, please let us know. We would love that. Thank you so much. Want Dr. Trammell to come now. Give him a big hand. Thank you, Brother Jimmy. What a joy it is for me to be back in the Laurenburg District of the South Carolina Conference. Hasn't this been a wonderful service from beginning to end? Thank you, Pastor Tim, and all of your family and all of your people for everything you've done in the presentation and all the behind-the-scenes work. Sister Joyce, always a delight to see you, and uh, we're so grateful for you hosting. This uh, has to be one of the best districts in all of the IPHC. 
I'm saying that not just because I'm here tonight, but because I've been in most of them, okay, across the landscape of the church. And so thank you, Sister Faye Lowry, for your work and in being the mission director for this district. And Brother Dean Morgan, what a joy to work with you. And Sister Annette, the last several years has been a great blessing. We salute you and commend you. And now I'm excited about working with Brother Jimmy, Sister Tammy, and Liza again, and all of the team. And every one of you, pastors and uh, local church mission directors and people that are just here because you love the Lord and you love missions. I really could get up and just say amen and sit down and I think it would be all right. I don't have too much more to add, but since my name is in the program, I felt like I needed to say something. So some of you are worried about not what I'm going to say, but how long it's going to take me to say it. So as Elizabeth Taylor surely said to one of her eight husbands, honey, I won't keep you long. All right. I was preaching up in Falcon. I, listen, I hope it's all right to have a good time tonight. Amen. I was preaching up in Falcon or over in Falcon. It's not far from here. Uh, a few years ago, and I don't know if this ever happened to you pastors, but I ended with a different sermon title than the one I started. And it's because I just said something in the middle of the sermon that uh, I hadn't planned to say. But I was talking about... Uh, uh, the difficulty, what uh, Brother Mike was saying about the need in America and all that, you know, we're, we're needing God to intervene. And I just made the statement, we're not living in Mayberry anymore. And somehow that phrase caught on with the people and I ended up emphasizing it and that's still what, what some of them said about that message. So we're not living in Mayberry anymore. Talking about we're not in those times when it was life was easier and sweeter and softer and, and, and less problems. But this morning, I was in Mayberry. I preached at the Flat Rock Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. Have you been there? I drove by and waved at Barney as I drove by, and I saw uh, Floyd's Barbershop and Aunt B's a restaurant and next weekend's going to be the big Mayberry days. I missed out on that, but uh, what a uh, what an anniversary for the Pentecostal Holiness Church there, 100 years old in Flat Rock. Did you know the IPHC that some of us have been talking about here? We're older than that. Whether you accept the 1898 date or the 1911 merger date, we're either 112 years old or 125 years old. And I just said that not for any other sake except for the glory of God. Listen, we've been around for a while. Amen. Some of the banks that turned down loans from some of our churches, they've closed long ago, but the church is still going on. And I'm talking to people tonight that I know you love missions. And uh, we heard from three wonderful mission couples, mission teams. Oh, what, what a blessing. The Hodges, the Benagas, the Moors. And you get to hear about what their, their plans are, what's already happening in Peru and, and Philippines and Nepal. And uh, I'm reminded one of the reasons that it's, we're not living in Mayberry anymore is because the world has changed a lot. 
And it really changed 22 years ago tomorrow for all of us. If you're 30 years or older, everyone in this place, you know where you were on what we now call just 9-11 on that awful day. And we don't want to relive the horrors and the evils of it, but there were some remarkable heroic things that happened. Don't lose sight of the fact that over 420 people, they called them first responders. Did you notice who was standing right here at the front in this great parade of people? Well, we had somebody from the sheriff's office and somebody that was a fireman. Over 420 police and firemen went into that building to rescue people they didn't even know. And they never came out. They died doing that heroic deed. What kind of a person rushes into a burning building when everybody else is trying to get out of it? A first responder. Somebody that is responding with a deep call upon their life. What kind of a person, what kind of couples, what kind of families leave houses and lands and their family in a nation like ours and they go to some of these other countries where people there are trying to get out of first responders, missionaries. We salute them, amen. We say thank God for them. Thank God for them on the field raising their children. Thank God for those that have raised their children and now they're, they're going. Thank God for the, the Benagas. I mean, uh, they're selling their cemetery plots. They're all in, amen? Praise the name of the Lord. Well, I just wanted you to, to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. These that you heard tonight are worthy of our support. They really are. And I'm excited about the rest of the service as it ends when you're going to bring your global outreach offerings in. Well, we couldn't do without uh, that. It was a record-breaking year last year. You already know that. It was in this conference. It was in the, in the denomination. And I could, I could talk about, you talk about the book of numbers, I could talk about $1,935,000 the total go offering last year, your 548,000 record that shattered the previous record. But I want to end my remarks by telling you about uh, a story you haven't heard. It's about a, a $5 bill. Now, some of you, you've heard me tell the story about the $1 bill, haven't you? Right? Everybody heard that story? All right, I won't tell it again if you say you've heard it. Okay. It's a, everybody said, oh, yeah, I've heard it. So I've got a great story about a $1 bill that we stretch, well, we don't stretch the truth. It's just not, we just have a disclaimer at the beginning. It's kind of, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to tell it tonight, so I'm just going to leave that alone. But you haven't heard the $5 bill story because I've never told it. But I've got it here, and uh, this is a $5 bill, and I got it on Tuesday when I went to get a haircut in Norman, Oklahoma, where I live because it was picture day at the headquarters the next day. I was getting a little shaggy and a little long. So I don't go to the same place for every uh, haircut. I go to wherever there's a sale or wherever uh, there's not a long line or wherever I can get into and out of. And, and you can probably look and tell that's the case. But I went in and, uh, and got a haircut 
with a, uh, a stylist named Jennifer. She seemed very nice, a young woman. Uh, she never cut my hair. I didn't know her. We were in the midst of, you know, she, it didn't take her long. So the whole conversation was pretty brief. But she said at one point, what do you do? And she said, I said, I'm a preacher. I'm a minister of the gospel. That's usually the deal breaker right there. When you say that, you're either cut off and the conversation ceases or there's a subject change and something totally or the stylist becomes a theologian, okay, and begins to expound on that level. So I didn't know which way it was going to go, but I told her I travel around and I try to raise interest in missions and began to talk to her about that. She seemed interested. She said her daddy pastored an assembly God church, a small church up in Kansas. And, and so she, I got to tell her a little bit about some of the country, some of the works where, you know, about the offering, but the haircut was over uh, pretty soon. And so I went to pay for it. Oh, I smiled because there was a senior special that day. $12.99. I got the special. I didn't know about it. So I reached in and gave her a 20. And uh, she gave me back a five and two ones and, um, and a penny for that $12.99 haircut. Normally, I would have probably slid the two ones back to her. But I was, I was somewhat pleased that she seemed somewhat interested in hearing a, a, about something that I'm doing. I slid the five back to her, and I took the $2, gave her a $5 tip. I walked outside and was already engaged in a conversation with another person and getting ready to get in my car. And all of a sudden, I, I heard somebody say, Terry, and I looked around, and it was that stylist. It was that girl, Jennifer. She came up to me. And she had this $5 bill. And she said, I really would be happy if you took this and you gave it to one of those places that you have a ministry in. I normally would have said something back to her like, uh, oh, no, I wanted you to have this. But I could see it in her eye. I could hear it in her voice. I could feel it from her heart. This was a young lady that had never heard of the IPHC as far as I know. She'd never heard of the Go offering. She doesn't know about all of these awards and, and all of the things that we do. She doesn't know about uh, Arise 2033 or any goals. She just heard about a need. And she just got a tip. That probably was a little more than what she usually would get for what she does. But she said, I, I want you to have it. And so... This is her $5, and I've got to give this into the offering sometime, but I'm not through telling that story. So I got to tell it at the next place, and the next place, and the next place. I told it to a lady at the bank who asked me why I was wearing a suit the next day on picture day. I told it to the man I was sitting with on the airplane coming out from Oklahoma. It's not about the big... It's, it's like the little lady that had just two, two minds. She gave all that she had. Five dollar bill. Little as much when God is in it. How many of you know God's looking for your heart? Somebody to get it. Somebody to see the need and say, here, give it to what you're doing. And in the meantime, I've got to go ahead and give that in every service that I'm in for her. But uh, I'm going to turn loose of hers one day because I told her I would. And it's going to missions. Thank you 
Thank you. I don't know where her $5 bill is going. Um, if you give them the global outreach offering, it could go to any of those Antioch projects, Antioch grants. But last year, for this year's offering, it could go to Japan. It could go to Peru. It could go to Spain or Ethiopia or Mexico. It could go to the regional director's allotment in our 12 regions. It could go to a lot of different places. But you know what? I don't worry about that. When I drop it in the plate, I'm trusting the Lord and the spirit of the living God. He's going to take what I've given and he's going to get it to the place where it needs to go. Amen? Amen. I'm finished. Amen. 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 We might get that $5 bill for it so well. <laughs> Amen. We've got some uh, awards we want to give out at this time, so we're, what we want, we're going to call your name, and what we want you to do is just come stand up and, and receive your award. I'm gonna need, yeah, I started to say I'm going to need some help, but my, my shadow's right here. <laughs> so this is the uh, civil award. Uh, I gave a day's wage per month for a year uh, to World Missions through Global Outreach. Sue Unger. Is Sue Unger here? Kathy Calder. Jericho Maynor. Give them a big hand. We have gold awards. I gave a thousand to a thousand dollars to four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars to World Missions through Global Outreach, uh, somewhere in between that uh, space there. Mr. and Mrs. Legrand Taylor. Mr. and Mrs. Bill Morgan, uh, Bill Morgan, Bill Norton. Mr. and Mrs. Bill Norton. Mr. and Mrs. John Snugs. Dexter and Jennifer Tilton. Gary Wyland. Timmy and Loma Hunt. Timmy's on, he's on a diaper run.
He's, he made a run to California and back. Paul and Ann Coble. Paul and Ann Coble. Darnell and Robin J Jacobs. Paula Jacobs. Mylon Chavis. Dewey and Lear Pittman. Rodney and Nida Quick. Nita Quick. Patricia Smith. Benjamin and Rita Anderson. Anthony and Tracy Bethay. Kenneth and Joyce Bleese. William Katina Davis. James and Becky Jackson, Debbie McKee, Give them a big hand. A seven star couple or individual awards. Seven stars Alex and Vanessa Strickland, 
Gary Wyland. Gary and Jerry Wilson. Dexter and Jennifer Tilton. Anthony and Tracy Bethay. Kenneth and Joyce Bleese. Faye Coates. Give them a big hand. Six stars. Betty Young Walters. <laughs> Benjamin and Rita Anderson. And Linda Quick. Five stars. Willie and Katina Davis. Kalina. Margaret Hodge. Jimmy and Faye Lowry. Four stars, Tamara Sessions. Ses Sessions. She's not here either. Three stars, Mayra Romain. Debbie Page. McKee. Kevin and Nikki Page. Kevin McKee. Deborah McKee. Monty and Susan Sanders. Carlos and Suzette Tobias. Out of town. Take that picture, baby. Y'all smile. 
Give them a big hand. Two stars. Ania Anderson. Malena Balin. Frida Diaz. Stay up here. Judson and Molly Flowers. Rick and Barbara Harris. Ward and Joyce Lowry. Verona Matthews. Welton McGinnis, Beverly McLean, Sylvia Polston. One star, Chip and Beth Chavis, Johnny Cole, Dolores Holcomb, Dan and Libby McNamara, Melissa Milligan, Donna Quick, Terry and Geraldine Raspberry, Matthew Taylor, Nancy Williams. Give all of these a big hand. Yes, we want to thank you for filling out the forms. A lot of these is just a matter of filling out the forms and you get your stars. But we want to uh, thank each one for the global outreach offering that we had last year. Your total was 79,271.80, so give yourself a big hand. So we know that you're going to exceed that tonight. So uh, uh, we'll go ahead and, and begin to, uh, uh, we're going to call the name. We'll call your name out and bring your offering up. Amen. If you don't have your offering, still come get your packet. Bennettsville, Bennettsville first.
Cross Point Church. Anyone from Cross Point? I know Jason's at, uh, in India right now. Uh, East Rockingham. Gibson. Hamlet. Gibson? Okay, Gibson's good. Amen. Given uh, $3,700, and uh, I want to say this: that that I'm proud of our church. That uh, we we got four missionaries that we support, and three or four children that we support, and we still be able to give and uh, and uh, go offering. So I thank God for that. Amen. Hamlet. Anyone from Hamlet? Higher Dimensions Ministries? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Higher Dimensions giving $1,500. God bless you. Ladder Rain Ministries. Laurenburg. Living Waters. Fresh manna. I got a couple of things I like to mention, if you don't mind. To begin with, uh, my pastor, Timmy Hunt. He's on a uh, missions trip to California, and he's already—they've already arrived, and I think they've already completed their uh, assignment, and they're on the way back. So it's a group of guys that's on motorcycles that's uh, spreading the word of the Lord and taking care of you. So let's please remember him in your prayers and all the guys that are in that group. That dealt for a safe return home to their families. And the next thing I want to mention is I really do think Fresh Man of Pentecost, the Holy Church, for their, and thank them for their everything that they have done this year toward supporting missions. Missions is real dear to me, and uh, 
I couldn't do nothing without him. And our church has really uh, excelled in trying to do what they could for the glory of God. So at this time, I present $13,000. Amen. call <laughs> we've already give eight thousand eight hundred sixty six dollars and thirteen cent I brought two thousand more tonight we still got to maybe mid thirtieth amen amen Mount Bueller. Hello, bless the Lord. I didn't know I was going to get to preach tonight. <laughs> no, but Mount Bueller Church presents $6,720. Amen. Amen. New Covenant Christian Fellowship. New Life. New Life Ministries. Northview Harvest Ministries. Praise the Lord that we can present $18,116.25 tonight. Amen. Reliant Church. Southwood. Springfield. Trinity, Woodville, Trinity, Trinity is our new name is Center Point Ministries, and we mail ours in monthly. But up to through today, our our um, secretary says we're at current four thousand dollars, and we'll keep mailing in through November. Thank you. Woodville. Woodville. <laughs> We'd like to thank the Lord for what He's done for us here at our church at Woodville. We also like to thank Living Waters. We have several other folk that come over and help us out sometimes on Sunday nights, on Tuesday nights, and they've also helped us with our mission funds throughout this past year. And all I can say is God is good. Amen. And this is $4,000 we'd like to present to go. Personal giving. Yes, 
celebration worship. They're doing some fast figuring. I want to thank Sister Faye uh, for what she's doing in the district and working with all of these churches. Amen. Give her a big hand. Sister Faye, come, they want you to come speak to everyone. Everything's already been said, but I just want to thank everybody for all of your giving to missions, and I appreciate it so much. And this is the best conference, the best district in the conference, I think. And I was really excited when uh, I saw on the program that Brother Tremble was going to speak. He's one of my favorite speakers. Uh, no no uh, reflection on my pastor, but I just love to hear Brother Tremble speak. He's really... Uh, ministers to me when he speaks and I thank you so much <laughs> thank all of y'all for coming tonight we really appreciate you so much thank you a big hand. Amen. We want to close in prayer. We're glad that you've come tonight. And, and as uh, our sister mentioned, uh, this is a great district. It really is. Set the bar high. You really do. We want to. We want to have a closing prayer. I want Brother Danny, if we would, to close us in prayer. He's, he's done this job for the last 14 years. Done a great job. Give him a big hand. Well, let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your blessings and your presence that is here this evening. Thank you for the uh, Larnberg District and their heart to give to missions. Lord, I believe you're going to take this 70 and you're going to continue to multiply it. And Lord, that this is going to be just a great year of giving and worshiping you. So bless your people for giving. And may you be exalted in all that we do in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank Brother Tim.